0: Welcome to the Black Smile Girl Podcast, I'm your host Clary and this week I watched Infinity Pool by Brandon Cronenberg. I was supposed to be doing Us by Jordan Peele but for some reason the audio is just gone and the same thing happened when I re-recorded Nope. I don't know what it is between me and Jordan Peele but it feels like it's getting real personal. But anyways, here is Infinity Pool by Brandon Cronenberg. Also spoilers ahead. so infinity pool is a 2023 sci-fi horror written and directed by brandon cronenberg who is one of my favorite directors um i'm just gonna say sometimes nepotism babies they bang sometimes they know what they're doing okay and he is a clear example of that if you've never seen any of his movies I highly recommend you go and watch antiviral and possessor they're both on netflix canada currently and honestly when i say that he is three for three for me i genuinely mean every single movie he makes is so good they all have very clear brandon cronenberg isms all through them but they're all very different stories and not one of them has missed for me so far I cannot wait to see what other weird nightmares he continues to come up with. So the plot of the movie is as follows. James and M. Foster are this couple. James is a novelist and they are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation on the fictional island of La when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Just named three things that I definitely want to watch, you know what I mean? we first meet our main couple, M and james foster, while they're at a resort in the fictional country of la Toca. and the couple clearly have a very strained relationship, having stilted conversations over breakfast um, the wife, M, wants to go down to this chinese restaurant in town and james makes fun of her for it because he's like, nobody thinks this is a real town like, we know this is a facade, why would we go eat chinese in a non- chinese country? something along those lines. A little bit later we see James meet Gabby during a local protest and she reveals that she is a big fan of his work and James is extremely shocked because not a lot of people read his first and only novel. Gabby then introduces James to her husband Albin and invites James and Em to dinner at yang's which is the exact chinese restaurant that he did not want to go to but now that it is gabby inviting him he says hooray let's go during this dinner scene we find out that james has not ridden in the past six years he has a little bit of writer's block or as he likes to call it lack of talent we also find out that m is the one that's funding his career because she says that he married rich Another important thing that I feel like we learn is the fact that Gabby is an actress. She says that she mainly does commercials and that she mainly works in failing naturally. Her husband, Albin is an architect as well. After a lot of awkward couple time at the Chinese restaurant, the group of four decide to go out and go have a little dancey dance. And just the beginning scene of them out at the club is one of my favorite things as well. The lighting, the color work. Another thing that I just really love about Brandon Cronenberg's work is his use of colors. After the group of four spend the night together clubbing, the next morning they decide to go on a countryside drive, which M is very against because they aren't supposed to go off resort due to the country's high crime rate. The group go to a beach and they have a countryside picnic and James decides to go piss girl, right? And while he's peeing, Gabby sneaks up behind him and gives him like the world's most silent, not even a breath was heard. Well, I mean, James was heard, but not even a breath from Gabby was heard as she gave him a silent handy and this is the exact movie that's gonna shake up the like zero sex scenes in movies crowd. you guys would not survive 15 minutes of this movie. I am I'm not even like <laughs> against them. I was shook in this movie. I was shook by the things that I had to see. either way she gives him the handy and they get drunk on the beach. after getting drunk the group decides hey let's drive back to the resort. everybody is saying they're too drunk to drive except for james. he says i can drive the car absolutely nobody worry about it. so they start driving back to the resort but everybody falls asleep and the headlights stop working. So James ends up hitting and killing a local. In a very, I know what you did last summer type of scene, Gabby is like, no, we're not calling the police because hello, we are in a, her words, corrupt country at the moment, and you guys would not be able to survive the corrupt police and harsh jails here. So we're gonna head back to the resort, we're gonna sleep it off, and then we'll figure it out from there. The next morning back at the resort, James is arrested and told that his punishment is death at the hand of the man who he murders oldest son. If the person that you murder does not have an oldest son, then you are killed by government officials basically. But thankfully in this case, the man does have an oldest son and that son is 13 years old. There's just a whole lot of ethical issues happening for the rest of this scene, the rest of this movie I guess. But thankfully the country also has a deal because of all the tourism The country has a deal that if you have enough money and you are a tourist, you can then be cloned and have your clone killed instead. You just have to pay an extremely hefty fee. And thank goodness for James, he happened to marry Rich, so he is able to pay this fee and he gets cloned. One of the things about the clones is the fact that they all have the memories that you have including the death and the murder that you just committed. and the cloning scene is definitely one of my standout scenes from the movie. it's quintessential brandon cronenberg from the weird sludge to the rapid editing and explosion of color i love how psychedelic his directing style is and i love to see the growth between each movie we then get to witness the cloning and execution and this process leaves M extremely disjointed and uncomfortable but james finds himself extremely enthralled by it all and he's loving it even though this scene the execution scene itself was probably for me the hardest scene to watch in the whole movie which is odd because I feel like it would probably be in a normal horror movie a regular scene but to see the 13 year old boy repeatedly stabbing James was just the most uncomfortable scene for me personally. But also this scene with the execution is where I have to commend the casting directors the most because I don't personally know a lot about Alex Gargard but (laughs) this could be coming from my True Blood era. I think that this man just has this thing about him that just screams freak and that he just has this face that seems like the type of guy that would be like, yeah, this is something I wanna see more and more of, you know? Post execution, M wants to leave quickly. She's like running around the hotel room, grabbing all their stuff. And she's like, we need to leave, we need to leave. But James who hid his passport is now coming through and he's like, I can't find my passport anywhere. Oh my gosh, we are gonna have to stay so that night while they're going to sleep em tells him that she thinks he's disgusting because he was able to sit and watch the execution like a robot and have absolutely no feeling toward it and obviously she's not a stupid girl she knows that he didn't just happen to lose his passport but that night he encourages M to leave him here and she can just go to the united states and live her life because he doesn't have his passport it's not at all because he's an empty shell of a person. So he goes down to the front desk and well he tells Em he's going down to the front desk to see if they can help with the situation, but he really goes down to extend his vacation another week. While he's at the front desk he encounters Gabby who's like, hey let's sit down I need to explain some things to you, and basically she explains to him that a while back her and her husband discovered the fact that they have this cloning execution deal and now they come here every year to enjoy this little gift that the island has given them. She then invites James upstairs to her room where she introduces him to a group of tourists from the west who also enjoy committing crimes and watching their clones die for said crimes. Um this is my white lotus because I am 10 billion percent sure this is exactly what the rich get up to in their free time, just crimes, sex, and clones and you cannot tell me otherwise. But basically over the course of a few days, the group invites James to continue going on these like different rampages and just doing a whole lot of mess. One of the very first things they get him to do is to go and attack the resort owner, I believe, who has a house up on the hill. Basically, they just go to like rob him and things go awry, so then they have to go through another execution process. But the scene of them robbing the hotel owner or whatever, sticks with me for a reason that <laughs> it shouldn't have stuck with me. All I gotta say is if you know, you know, and it involves a Kendall. But the next morning after that execution, M decides, hey, I'm actually gonna leave. She lets James know that he's a very empty person inside and that doesn't matter to him because immediately after that, he sits outside, he smokes a cigar, he meets up with Gabby, he does some drugs, he gets invited into a very interesting orgy and it's most definitely one of the most interesting orgy scenes I've seen in a movie um, except for maybe Society 1989. But after this we see James is now a changed man, we see him taunting other residents and just acting unhinged in general. During this scene the group tell him they figured out a way to deal with his passport issue and that it will be solved once they deal with the police detective that arrested him the very first night after the hit and run. So that very night, they get James High and they bring him the police detective, whom he begins to start beating the ever-living life out of. This is another one of those standout scenes in the movie for me. It's really highlighting the lack of compassion and empathy that people can have once they start to feel as if they don't have any real consequences. Like in the scene, James is going berserk and at one point he decides to even pull his pants down and urinate on the police officer. And James is feeling like a king. He's all laughs and giggles until Gabby leans down and reveals that it wasn't actually the detective at all, but one of James's clones. So because this is now himself in the situation, and he is now terrorizing himself, his entire view shifts and he runs to his room to go cry, throw up, and retrieve his passport because he realizes, hey, this actually isn't fun. James tries to flee the next morning, but his bus is stopped by the group and they taunt him and tell him that the whole time they actually thought he was pathetic and that they were making fun of him and actually taunting him behind his back. Gabby even reveals that she never even read his book and that she actually finds him to be very depressing. She does read one of the reviews for his book and it does mention the lack of talent so you can only assume that he very much so internalized that review. James tries to overtake the group but he fails miserably at that so he runs off into the woods with Gabby shooting off after him. He collapses at a farm a few hours later and he proceeds to have a bunch of nightmares sometime later after he gains a bit of his strength back james is confronted again by gabby and the others this time they bring a clone of himself on a leash and they order james to kill it telling him that it will be a freeing process and at first he's very much against killing his clone self because hello that is himself that he will have to kill but james the dog james on the leash then attacks regular james So in order to save his own original life, he kills the dog James. And for killing his dog clone self, Gabby rewards him by breastfeeding him. And I can now honestly say that over the span of what feels like three months, I've been traumatized by two breastfeeding scenes and I never thought I would ever have to say that. And I'm also extremely shocked by how much this movie was able to get away with having in. 18A rating here, which is rated R in America. But after all of that, we see the group having a casual conversation on the bus back to the airport the next day, except for James who's kind of just sitting in the back looking extremely shaken. Uh, The other tourists then bid him goodbye at the airport saying they hope to see him again next year and that they had so much fun and they all head back home to the United States, except for James who decides to head back to the resort by himself sitting in a chair as a monsoon approaches. So that was Infinity Pool by Brandon Cronenberg. I gave the movie four stars. Like I said, Cronenberg is a director whose movies just work for me every time. I think that Possessor remains my favorite of the three but you can still see a lot of growth from that movie to this one. The performances were amazing and the casting is perfect. Absolutely no one else could play a dog clone version of themselves on a leash like Skarsgard and I also really like the themes of richness and how that detaches you from humanity and masks, the masks both having literal and figurative versions of themselves throughout the film. there's a lot of scenes involving um, caricatures I guess of other cultures. I of course also have to praise his use of practical effects um, the death of Dog James will go down with Sissy from last year for iconic face smashes. The score and music in the movie are also something that I want to praise, although I'm not too shocked by that since Brandon Cronenberg always has a use of banging scores, especially during his more visually stimulating scenes. This is another Cronenberg work that I think will stick with me and another amazing performance from Mia Goth that will of course be ignored by people outside of the genre. Um, I cannot wait to see the next grotesque mind bend from Brandon Cronenberg and I hope him and Mia work together again sometime in the near future. But thank you all for listening to the podcast. I'm your host Clary. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and any other podcast streaming site. You can find me on Twitter at blackfinalgirl And in the next episode, I am hoping to cover the movie Bones and I will have a special guest along with me for that one.